Welcome to another episode of Close to the Vest. My name is Arthur Ettinger, and this is a really, this is going to be a super episode because I have none other than Dynamo real estate broker, Leah Tozer. Leah, thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much for having me, Arthur. I'm so excited. <laughs> so there's going to be a lot of laughs. There's going to be a lot of, a lot of information. There's so much to unpack here. You are a ball of energy. And um, I just want to jump in. Um, this is a relationship podcast. So we have to talk. I know you're happily married. Um, but I know that it wasn't always uh, so happy for you, at least. And I know you've been married before. Yes. So before we talk about like real estate stuff, I would love to kind of go back in time and talk about <laughs> um, when when you were married uh, and divorced. So um, can we just talk about your first marriage and and why that failed? Wow. Well, sure. Just start it right off there. Just why go, don't you? Pull the Woo. fucking band-aid off. Just pull it off. So, so yes, I was married before. And uh, we, you know, for me, you know, the older you get and the wiser you become, you know, you, you look back and say, like, why did these things happen? And I'm very well aware <laughs> as why all of these things did uh, sort of unfold with the first marriage. Um, we were together on paper. Everything was great, you know, on and off. And then um, my father, who had since, you know, had passed away, but um, at that time was going through uh, chemo and had cancer, and I was flying down to Florida to see him, uh, you know, more than once a month. It was... You know, he said to me one day when he was in the hospital getting a chemo treatment, he's like, I just want to see you married. I just want to know that you're happy and you're okay. And when I was flying home, it really just, like, sat with me. It was real. you know, I just kept thinking about it and thinking about it. And so when, this was before you actually got th married the first time? This was before I got married the first time. So when I got home, I immediately said to uh, my ex-husband, uh, we were not engaged yet, um, and I walked in the door, and I was like, okay, I'll, I'll get married. Let's get married. Fine. <laughs> so I get it. I actually it was, I can relate to this. I yeah. So I, I, I did it, and then, you know, it just started to snowball into, you know, getting married. I wanted to make sure my dad was there, and at that time, my grandmother who has also since passed away. I'm actually wearing her ring right now. Oh, wow. um, she had lung cancer and um, was just getting over having, like, you know, half her lung taken out. And I was just, all I could think about is just having all my family together and having a celebration. And I was just being um, selfish about it. When You, you know, what? like now sure. I look back and say, oh, my God, like, what was I thinking <laughs> well did you did you know that like oh you know i'm i there's there's no chance of this i did you see the like they people always say um like to people who have gone through divorce i always hear it were were there any red flags and, oh my god you know, yeah. like, there were red flags everywhere i it joked like, the flags were not red they were purple yeah you know um yeah it was like you know fourth of july like boom boom <laughs> you know but you know you're just when you know when you know, I have a thing where if I want something and I'm just focused on it, that's all I'm. That, that's sure. all that's happening, and I'm just going in that direction. Um, but like when you're when when you break up with people and you get back with people, you know, you have to think like, why would this time be any different than the last time? Right. Right. So, and then you know, actually at our wedding, my mother, <laughs> while I was getting my makeup done, and I was sitting there, I. She just walked up to me and said, you know, we could call this whole thing off. And I'm like, we're, we're here. Right. Like, what, are we, what are we calling off now? I'm like, we're in another country. <laughs> like, oh, it's a party. Was this a destination wedding? It was a destination where? wedding in St. Lucia. So that could have been still a lot of fun. You know, you just, 
you just would save the time with the rabbi and you could still have all the cocktails and the oh, totally hour. yeah i mean my cousin had you know sun poisoning there it was it was interesting <laughs> <laughs> but what was so crazy is that I realized it right before. And so I take all that responsibility on myself. I, we, we went out with a, a few of our friends and we were on a catamaran, like, you know, going around like the, you know, the pitons or whatever. Sure. And I remember looking at my girlfriend, Dawn, believe it or not, and she was, sitting on the lap of her at that time boyfriend and they were like hugging each other and kissing each other and like really enjoying this you know this boat trip and I looked where my you know my ex-husband was and I was like hey you know we're not you know we weren't there was none of that going on and he I had said to him I said oh you don't want to sit like right next to me and he said to me he's like what do I have to be on top of you the whole time and I remember just like pausing and like just looking out at this beautiful landscape and being so sad oh my god I'm like getting emotional and I was like oh my god I'm like this is what my life is gonna be like and I felt like oh my god I feel like I'm in jail like it was weird it was such a, a strange feeling and so I you know I pieced all of this together obviously like after everything had already blown up and you know you realize like that was a a huge red flag. Like, shouldn't that be the time when right. everybody's like, no, I'm not going down the aisle. But we were already legally married, so I was like, eh, whatever. We're already here. <laughs> so, so, wait, it was, so it was interesting. So you said you were legally married. What you, so well, you because got married, got married in New York before you went. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. So then, you know, because to do it over there, you know, it was really more the ceremony. But for me, in my head, I was like, oh, my whole family's going to be together and we're going to be away and, you know... Um, and is it true that, well, so now you're in St. Lucia where you, did you honeymoon there as well after everybody left? No. So you went somewhere else. So yeah. So we, um, were going to Hawaii okay, for cool. a honeymoon, like later, like it's months like later. They say it's honeymoon in a box. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I should have stayed, <laughs> stayed in the box, Arthur. I should have stayed in the box. Um, yeah, but we, it just. Things were not okay. Was, so you're with the guy mm. in St. Lucia who doesn't want to be on top of you on your around your wedding. Mm-hmm. So then you go to Hawaii. Um, and how did that go? It was, uh, that's where I got my divorce attorney. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> we could just stop the podcast right there. So you call your divorce attorney. I called a friend of mine. I'm like, I need, an, I need a lawyer. I was like, I can't do this. But I mean, I, you know, not to get too much into it, but we were. Did you ever see the movie Along Came Polly? I'm sure. Yes. It's like one of my favorite. Oh my God. It's one of my favorite. (laughs) Well, I had a ferret. (laughs) (laughs) That's a whole other story. Whole other story. But um, it was, uh, it was, it was very rough. And, you know, anybody that goes through any type of abuse will, you know, understand that there's like a point where you're like this is not okay sure and then but then you have people around you like oh just try go to therapy do this and in my head I'm like this is never going to be okay for me but you know I went through the motions and I think I I think I went through it more for him than myself which was really strange and then I went to therapy for myself to do all the introspective work that I needed to do for myself good for you and it was the most incredible um, experience, but it was a, what a dark time. My God, it was just awful because, you know, you always have one person that wants to get divorced. Right. <laughs> and sometimes you have another person that doesn't want to. Sure, that happens a lot. And um, they get angry. It was, it was awful. And, oh, it was awful. So before we, like, close the loop on this, because it's really intriguing, the whole, to me, as a divorce lawyer, talking about... You know, you're on your honeymoon. Um, did you have conversations with him? Like, hey, listen, this is, I've realized this shit's just not going to work. Were you like sitting there after like a day on the beach? Uh, f- before we get there, actually, what part of Hawaii? I love Hawaii. So we were in Maui and Kauai. Okay, cool. Yeah, which is, I mean, Hawaii is gorgeous. Um, I had beautiful. a massive stomach virus on my honeymoon in Hawaii. And oh. Maybe that's why like it didn't work. Um, <laughs> anyway, did you go to the Big Island? No. 
Just okay. those two. Okay. Two is enough. I was um, I kept trying to make the trip shorter and shorter. Well, you, maybe you got to go with James <laughs> to the Big Island. Anyway. Yeah, we'll go. We'll go to the Big Island. We're still trying to get back to his island. There you go. <laughs> so we'll get to that in a second. Um, so, but so you're now like it's really uncomfortable and awkward. You're obviously if you're calling a divorce lawyer on your honeymoon, were you having that conversation with him? You know, like at dinner. Hey, listen, this is. I think I'm out. I forget that movie. Uh, that came out not too long ago where um, the the wife, the newlywed, they're like on this trip and and she says like, you know, I'm done. Um, did you have that conversation with him or you waited till you got home? It no, it it happened it happened there. Um, you know, I kept, you know, look, I'm I'm Jewish, I have guilt all the time anyway, right? right? So I was like, let me just I kept trying to see, like, could I make it work? Like, could I deal, you know, with all of these things? And then, you know, trying to, like, be physical together, I immediately just, I just felt like I was violating myself. It was just an awful, awful experience. And I literally, like, curled up in a ball crying. I'm like, I just want to go home. Wow. It's terrible. I got to say, like, kudos to you, because a lot of people, they would have been like, oh, my God, I just got married. How could I possibly? Like, similar, like, feelings that you were feeling before you got married, they would just say, I'm going to stick through it. And then, you know, uh, I'll get to this. And then I know how we can fix this problem. We're going to bring children into this relationship. Oh. You know, so good for you that you you did pull the Band-Aid off and you did realize that it wasn't going to work. And then, and then you, like meet the love of your life, James. Oh, and yeah. So, and then, like, I, there's a lot of beach in your life. So you, <laughs> you live on a beach on Long Island, and you were, you know, out in Hawaii and uh, St. Lucia, and then you meet James, right, in um, South Beach. Yeah, I met. So uh, my friend was getting married, and we had the bachelorette party in South Beach, at first, I was trying to not do that because a lot of my family lives in Florida, and at the time, my father lived down in uh, North Miami Beach, and I was like, it is awful in the summer, because this was like July. Sure. And I'm like, we don't really want to do that. Let's go somewhere else. But obviously, it was Brasher that we went to Miami. And um, the second night that we were there, we were at the Delano, and of course, we're like a huge group of girls, and you know, I'm totally divorced by this time and like such a better headspace. Although up until this point, I was like, I'm never getting married again. Like that's how I would start any date off. I'm like, look, not getting married, just so you know. I, <laughs> but get it. I just, I could never, I was like, I'm never going through that again. So we, so anyway, so we're, we're at the bar and we see this like group of guys and, you know, I see James, I'm like, oh, wow, he's hot. Okay, great. And the girls were like, go get him, Leah. Go get those guys over there. I was like, all right. You know, so I walk over and I start just, you know, I start just chatting away. And then all of a sudden they start speaking and I'm like, <gasps> and they have accents. I'm like, oh, this is crazy. So we bring them over. We hang out with them all night. And James and I were. You have to tell the people listening where he's from. Oh, he's from England. Although everybody thinks he's from Australia. Yeah. <laughs> which we get quite a chuckle from because he sounds does not sound Australian. But, um, yeah, so they're all from England, and they had come over because one of their mates married a girl you, you from... You already have the lingo down. Oh, I know. That's I have amazing. to throw that in there. Of course I do. I know he'll listen to this. So <laughs> so they he married somebody from Jersey, so all the guys took an extended you know holiday and just drove all the way down and ended up in Miami. So it was just such a chance meeting. And what was so crazy is the next morning I was having breakfast with my father and my stepmother at the time. And I said, you know, and obviously the whole thing with the ex-husband and all the craziness, right. right? You know, so just to frame it, we I go and meet them for breakfast. And I said, I think I met the guy I'm going to marry last night. And they were like, he said, he's like, oh, Leah, fuck off. Like, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that's exactly what he said to me. And um, yeah, we were like inseparable and he how ended, long was it after you got divorced when you met james oh it was after the final divorce or the separation 
separation of two have, years. Nobody's gonna like well, quiz at the end. Yeah. It's no, like, it was it was like about two years. That's awesome. Yeah. But whoa, what a dark two years that was. <laughs> oh God, help us all. <laughs> okay, so you guys meet and and then what? And it was it was it really was it was it really was love at first sight. It was, it's kind of crazy. But and he's so he's living. He's living in, in England, England, working in England. His family's in England. He was only here on you know vacation. Uh, when I actually stayed a little bit later, I didn't fly home with the rest of the crew, and you know just to hang out for a few more hours. And my father, I you know I called my dad. I said, "Listen, you're gonna have to drive me to the airport if that's cool." He's like, "Of course." So when he came to pick me up, James jumped in the car. My father's like, "Who are you?" Really <laughs> he's like, "I'm gonna go to the airport with your daughter," and he's like, "I'm not driving you home." <laughs> it was so funny. But um, <laughs> he ended up buying tickets to come to the wedding with me. So hold on. Before we get to this wedding, so how did he get home from the airport? Oh, he must have taken a cab back to his hotel. Because <laughs> <laughs> they flew out like a couple of days later. So And he booked to come with me to be my date at the wedding. But awesome. I couldn't wait the two weeks to see him. So a week later, I flew to England. Amazing. To see him. And what was so funny is like on the flight... I'm like, wait a minute. I'm flying like seven hours to see somebody. I'm not, like, you know, I'm like, is this real? Like, could this possibly be? And it was like out of a movie, getting off the plane and seeing him. And like, we just like ran to each other. It was absolutely bananas. And then the the third night I was in England, we, we had gone out. And then we were, you know, we were eating somewhere in London. And he just looks at me and he's like, you know, I'm going to marry you. I was like, I know. That's so awesome. <laughs> and that literally, that was it. We we met July 25th. We were engaged two weeks later. We got married December 4th. And then uh, I found out I was pregnant with our daughter the beginning of February. It was like boom, boom, boom. You like, you have a plan. You put it in fucking action and mm. do what you got to do. I love it. Yeah. You don't waste any time. No, listen. Amazing. Time. Mm, that's all, you know. And so, mm. and so now, how now you have two kids. We have two awesome, crazy, nutty kids. And how long have you been married? We've been married 12 years. See that? It's, it's amazing. Isn't so that nuts? What do you think that, what, do, besides the fact that there's a completely different uh, man, you know, do you find that you have, you talked about doing therapy and going to therapy. Do you find that you've done, you're doing things differently um, to make this relationship work that maybe you did not do in your first marriage? Yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, full stop all the way across. I, I kind of just laid all my cards out on the table at the beginning. I'm like, this is who I am. You know, you know, that's why when people like crack up when they see us I together, you know, he knows what he got into with me, sure. you know, and I didn't want to hide any of these pieces of myself. And it's he just supports me. He is very self-confident and aware. And it's it just works really well. And we just support each other, although I'm not an easy person on any level. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he seems to like it, no, so that's, that's great. But that's awesome, and you guys complement each other. So let me ask you, so he, so he's living in England, and you're here on Long Island. Mm. So now, obviously, he moves here. Um, yeah, he quit his job. He left his family, all of his friends. I mean, really just... So there could be a lot of resentment in a scenario like that mm -hmm. did you like did you guys have you know any issues as a result of him making his sacrifices and coming you know over the pond as they say um to come start a life here it was there were definite challenges because you know for me, it was like, well, England and America are the same, right? We speak the same language. They just sound better than we do. Um, but there's, it's not the same. It's very different. And being away from your family and, sure. and being uprooted was, you know, was very difficult for him. And, you know, so he deals with his own 
you know, feelings of guilt with family and it's, it's very difficult, but what is so incredible is that we, we talk about it. We, you know, and we put all of our love and all that energy into our children and how we want to raise them and what we want to show them, you know, what a family is supposed to be like. And I've, I learn a lot from him in that regard because, you know, my parents were divorced and my first stepfather passed away when he was only 38 years old. Wow. Um, and so my father now, who adopted my brother and I, after my father passed, I mean, we just have such a unique, wacky story, like so many people do. But, you know, seeing what, you know, family that's together and, and how important it is to my husband and his family, it was just, it was an, an incredible you know, match, like we're different, but we're the same. And, but we, when you have the same values, I think that's what really keeps people together. And, and just to be honest about like who you are as a person. I love it. Um, and so what would you tell a listener, you know, listening to the podcast, what would you say to them? I guess you you probably already answered this, but someone who's going through maybe struggling and they're, you know, debating whether to um, work harder at the relationship or to pull the trigger, uh, what would you say to them, you know, maybe to, to try before they, before they give up? So I, I think it's important to, you have to get to that place on your own. It's, that's fair. You know, it really is because some people can get there faster than others. Um, but I, I can only say that time is so precious. It's the one thing that we can't get back. We can't buy more. Once it's gone, it's gone forever. So to flounder and just lose time is just is, is heartbreaking for me, for other people. Sure. So... But I, I feel like everyone's situation is so different and people, you know, if they have children, if they don't have children, if they have their own issues, it's, it's all about just really finding yourself sure. and being okay with yourself being alone. I feel like a lot of people lean on the other person in that relationship and what that means and how scary it is to get outside of yourself and you know, go do a new chapter and, you know, change is difficult, um, you know, even for me, but I, I do it anyway because that's living. Right. Um, but, it, you know, it, people have to find, like, good support and, and not be around people who relish in your unhappiness. I love I that. think that's something that people miss. Uh, it's who you surround yourself with. I love that. You know, that's an important thing. And, you know, around the who you surround yourself and with your, your partner, you're super successful. And um, as a female, you know, that the world, as much as we say, oh, you know, uh, equality, it's a, it's a huge issue. And I see it. It's very prevalent in my cases. Um, and a lot, of t a lot of times, you know, a relationship um, has cracks or it ultimately dissolves because you have uh, an imbalance of power or, you know, the woman is so strong. And listen, you know, to me, it's very attractive to be with someone who's independent and um, is an entrepreneur and can uh, do, th like, you complement each other just because you're both powerful or one person is the, a breadwinner, but we see it very, it's very prevalent now where a woman is like, you're, you're this extremely successful, you know, real estate professional. And, um, what do you, can you just speak to that? Because how, you know, it's a partnership and, um, so I'm I'm gonna I'm stop. I want to stop myself from rambling because it's a very to it, me it's because there's so many there's so many different levels of that right where you know if you, if you if you think like what's the what's the traditional sense of a woman who's 
you know, raising the children maybe is home, maybe isn't working. Um, but I look at that as the hardest job that there is, whoever has that job. But I feel like people don't value that they, as they should if you're out in, in the workforce, right? Because raising children and making good human beings is the hardest job. And that's hard for me. Like I, you know, anyone who knows me, I, I live for my children. I, everything I do is because I want to make their lives better. And I want to show them what women can do as well. It's so important for me, for them to see that you can do whatever you want, no matter who you are. But when you're in a relationship and you have one person making more money than another or one person being the breadwinner, it is, it's so important to value what everyone is doing in that relationship. Totally. And I feel that when people devalue whatever it is, I mean, it doesn't have to be just raising children or being stay, staying at home, but like running a household and running the lives of, you know, my, my daughter's, uh, how old's my daughter? 11. And, you know, my son's eight. Sometimes I forget how old everybody is. Um, but, like, what they're doing, their camps, their, their after-school activities, how they're, you know, like, making sure that they're going to be okay going to college. And, I mean, it is so much work. It right. is so much work. And then you have a house. And, I mean, it's and it doesn't mind-blowing. It doesn't have to be, okay, one person does this, the other person does that. You know, there's nothing wrong with sharing all of the responsibilities. Exactly. And, yeah, you want to share that. But when, when, when James and I were, when we first got married and I was pregnant, um, when, we had sh when we had Shana, he was a stay-at-home dad for two years. Awesome. So, like, everyone knew him in Long Beach as the guy with the purple stroller because he would That's walk so her so she could only sleep, like, in the car or, like, in a stroller or, or, like, you know. And I breastfed both the kids for over two years apiece because he would, like, bring her in the car and come with me on showings and I would breastfeed in between. Like, it was it. my you – can't, you can't buy that kind of right. a life. So, you know, we did that together. Um I mean, look, sometimes I get a little crazy because I'm like, well, I'm paying for that, so you're going to do this, you know? And, uh, you know, sometimes I got to, like, you know, calm myself down. But, you know, he also came over from another country and literally started from scratch. And now he's he's doing so incredible. He's, like, an assistant vice, um, whatever he – I don't know. I never know what everybody is. But uh, he's got a, a, a amazing job, and he's doing so – incredible for himself and for us and it's just you know you just have to support each other but he does everything for me like I get up I have to get out of the house he like has everything ready for me in the morning That's it's amazing. just so incredible for me um so I try to you know just do whatever I can in my ways you know, on the other side, but that's what it's, it's just about mutual respect and respecting yourself and, and, and being good with what you're doing. Because if you're not, then how are you going to be good for anyone? Uh, that's right there. That's an amazing clip right there. That's all you're so you hit, you hit the nail on the head, you know, and that's what a relationship is. It's give and take. Um, so speaking of relationships, mm -hmm. um, so I know you used to, used to have partners, okay, and um, in a lot of respects, business relationships are like, you know, personal relationships. Oh, just like same marriages. thing. They, everybody jokes, like, you know, a business partner is, is like being married without the sex. Yeah. So I know you had some years back, you had a bit of a breakup uh, business-wise. Mm. Can, can you speak to that? Yeah, so... I had a, I had a biz, you know, I uh, owned a real estate brokerage and, and had two partners. And, you know, it, it, I feel like it was almost like my marriage. Like you, you don't really, you, you know, you're not thinking about like, what do you need to do and how do you need to do that to make what, you know, your vision move forward and be successful. Um, I was pregnant with, you know, 
Robert and I'm, you know, it was just, there was so much going on and I'm like, I can't do this myself. So I'm like, let's bring in partners and let's everybody share in it and let's all do it together. So, but you know, again, like the same problem, like, do you, does everybody have, is everybody having all their cards out on the table? Does everybody feel good with themselves? You can't, like, you can't be in a partnership where there's ever resentment or people aren't doing what you think they should be doing, so on and so forth. Communication. It's, and it's difficult. And then if you're in a threesome with no sex, you can get voted out very quickly. <laughs> you could probably get voted out of the threesome with sex. Exactly. <laughs> oh, you can. It's very easy to do so. So, especially with those shoes. But <laughs> that's fucked People up. People can't even see that. I'm you kidding. Just no, made I'm totally fun kidding. of the Jordan I, ones. I love this these podcast shoes. is over. <laughs> <laughs> I knew they were there for a reason. So sorry, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> but it's. You know, it just, it you know, it wasn't okay. And, you know, I like things to just be out there. And if good I think you. that things aren't equitable, I it's not good for me. And, you know, I've been through a divorce that, that like, just, you know, again, like, I you try to be nice and you're like, I'm right. sorry. And, you know, I, you know, I took that responsibility. I'm like, I should have stopped this way earlier. But I didn't, and so I had to deal with it. But I didn't know that I would get, like, just dragged through the mud and, like, gut-punched all the time, like, you know, coming after my future earnings as a a real estate agent because I had gotten my license while I was legally married. I mean, it was everything that was coming at me was, like, it was just so overwhelming. So I I didn't want myself in the same position again. You know, it only has to happen to me once. And that's it. So we did that. You know, uh, I got out. And I mean, I, I, I could not be happier. And, you know, I still, you know, I always say hello. And, you know, we still all do business together. But, you know, you just, in life, you have to do what's good for you and, and, and just not hurt people. And, you know, just be above board. But, you know, the problem is people will always... You know, is that weird? Like, do you you must see them in the community? Is that? Oh yeah, no, that, it's not weird for me. Do you guys me. get along? I I get along with everybody. I uh, try to be as nice and respectful as I can, and and that's just the way that I am altogether. And and everybody knows that. I would never. I'm just not that type of person. It doesn't sure. it doesn't help me to not be nice, cordial, talk about people. There's enough of that that Good goes on yeah. and especially in my area. I know people are always like, "Hey, how you doing?" and like 30 seconds later I know they're right. talking shit behind my back right. or like, you know, as I'm walking away. Yeah, but even if they but are. But it's okay. Even, I, it yeah, doesn't like, matter. You know exactly. what? I I'm in my lane. My competition is myself from last year. Love that. And that's it. It's train. me going. Note, the train is going, you know? Right yeah. You want to get on? Get on, you know? You want to stand on the this sideline? I'll wave to you and, like, say, hey, you know, it's fine. Good for you. And that's also, like you mentioned, you know, James being comfortable in his own skin. Like, that's you being comfortable in your skin. Yeah. And that's huge. And that, I think, speaks to your success. Um, it took a long time. It wasn't like, you know, I feel like the old, you know, the older I get, the happier I am. Love that. Be, you know, and I'm just like, wow, I wish, you know, like Leah, when she was this age could have, but it wouldn't, I wouldn't be where I am today if I was any different. So I just embrace it and have to, you know, I, I live each day, you know, like every minute has to something, I have to be doing something like I can't sit still. Everything is, it. you know, my, nuts. My <laughs> little guy actually says like mistakes are good because that's yeah. how you become who you are by learning from your mistakes. You yeah. Um, so you are this rock star real estate broker. What what do you believe differentiates you from some of the slugs in your profession? <sighs> How many hours do we have? Okay. Um, you know, I, I look at, well, I look at my profession as, as such a, a special one 
And, you know, but like any profession, there's bad people in every single profession that there is, right? There's bad doctors, there's bad attorneys, there's bad, you know, I mean, you name it, there's always bad people in every single industry. The unfortunate thing in my industry is that anybody can get a real estate license. Um, You need more hours to get a license to cut hair than to deal with people's biggest assets. So that to me is is frightening, um, in general. I did. That's crazy. It is crazy. It it right. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> so it still absolutely blows my mind. But, um, you know, I work for my clients. It's not about me. Right. It's you know what happens is sometimes you have brokers that will be like, oh, I'm selling this house and. You know, oh, well, you can't, they start speaking for their clients without speaking to their clients. Sure. And, you know, unless you follow me, which, you know, I I do have somebody who follows me who actually sees it happening because no one would believe what went on. You could not possibly understand. And if you're giving somebody your property to sell or you're working with somebody, you don't know what's going on in the background. You have no idea what's happening other than I signed this paperwork. You have beautiful pictures. I see what you're doing for me. Bring me an offer. There is so much that's happening. And I just, again, respect, transparency, do the right thing, understand how to negotiate, work really hard for people. You know, everybody says, oh, you have to have your work-life balance, turn off your phone. I'm like, look, (laughs) if you're going through a divorce and you have to sell your house and you have to worry about your children, where they're going to go, where are you going to live, how are you going to pack, you need me. You want to talk to me. If it's 9 o'clock at night on a Friday... I'm there for you. I'm not just a real estate broker. I'm literally your therapist, your financial. I'm everything that you need to be to get the people that have to be there in the conversation. You know, I get it. It is so important. I'm dealing with people in the, the either the happiest time of their life or the worst tragedies in their life. Oh, I trust me. I get that. You're, and it's the same. So it's Mm -hmm. like, it, it's very symbiotic and sure. you know um that and and that's why i love doing that type of work because it's it's rewarding for me because i have clients who i mean they 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 call me still they send me the most beautiful cards and the most beautiful thank yous and you know you know refer all my business is referrals sure you know i from people just like you have to call leah because you know, she's going to do the right thing. And that's, that's what you have to do. And when, and I've been doing that consistently for over 17 years doing this and, you know, and that, and that's what it's about. You have to really understand where people are coming from. You have to know what you're doing and you have to be educated. I also think some people just have, have it and others don't like to you, this is second nature to other people who don't realize like, some people are like, oh, it's 7 o'clock, I'm not picking up the phone. Like that, That's silly because if you're not picking up the phone, then they're calling the next person on the list, you know? Um, you, you mentioned work-life balance. <laughs> and <laughs> So I know you're really involved with your kids' schools. I know you're like, aren't you like on, on, on the local council? Um, 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 well, okay. So I am the uh, the co-chairperson of the Chamber of Commerce. Okay. I'm on the I'm a, a vice president on the PTA board and I'm getting shoved into a co-president position for next year with my my dude Rob and uh, <laughs> you know I, I just I like to be involved. If you're not involved, then I feel like you can't complain about things. Sure. And, you know, if you want to see your children and you want everyone, you know, you, you have to be there. You have to be there. Yeah, listen, I think that's awesome for your kids. And you get to be with your kids. And I also think when you're part of the community and you're going to do that, you certainly have to, you know, a bonus is, like, people are seeing you. And that's got to, that certainly has to help your business. Um. Not that I that think it does, yeah. uh, but I, you know, I, I mean, I, 
I don't, you know, it's so strange. I don't look at it that way because if, if I live somewhere, I need to, I have to do whatever I can to make it better. And that's, and that's really what it's about. I mean, my friend Brian like roped me into the whole chamber thing, uh, you know, years ago. And it was really to take the politics out of it and come back to like, what is the chamber for? And it's for business owners and businesses in town, because if you're in a town, you know, your, your local businesses are the backbone of your community. Um, it's just important. I love that. And I love that you do that. And I love, cause from the point of view of being a, just a positive role model for your kids, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's awesome. So here's, I want to just kind of pivot again <laughs> and, uh, um, where are we going now, Arthur? <laughs> where are we going? So, <laughs> so I know like we talked about this, um, and some people think it's taboo, but you know, and, uh, Christina <laughs> has talked, you know, about like the, the idea of, oh, maybe I get, my eyes done. And, oh. oh, this person has done this, <laughs> and this person has done that. Um, so, and I know you've, you know, talked about this with Christina. You've done some plastic surgery. And I love it, Arthur. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, just I touch the table. What? It's it's all good. So, can you just talk about like why, you know, people talk about body image and self image and uh, and I, I could, I'll, I'll talk about this all day long. Let's hit it. Well, okay. I don't want to talk about it all day long. No, but I, I just, I, w- <laughs> I would love for you to just share like, why are you like, you know what? I'm going to fucking pull the trigger. I'm going to do this. So take it away. Well, you know, I, I look at it the same way. Like people look at their homes, right? Like you want a nice curb appeal. You're going to have a landscaper come in, you know, do your lawn, do your shrubbery, put some pretty perennials in, right? Like you want to paint your house, you want to paint a room, you want to make sure your bathroom's clean and not have like sagging drapes or, you know, having your vanity falling down, right? Like nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants to come to your house with like peeling wallpaper. So I look at it the same way with my home, which is my body. <laughs> Good for, you know what? I think that's an amazing analogy. Amazing. And I, like, kudos to you. Oh, I, listen, you know, for me, I work all the time. I work really hard. And there are certain things that I am not, I am aware that I'm not going to do. But, like, I was a sun worshiper back in the day. You know, like, right. you know, I'm 47 years old. We were, like, baby oil like you know the tanning thing sitting on your deck like "Ah, how how red can I get and you know tanning salons the whole nine and I had like my eyelids were like getting I was like what the hell is happening and I was like oh I can get that fixed let's do it (laughs) awesome I mean they did he did like sew my eyelids shut for a couple of days which was a little funky but um Jane my husband's the best nurse in the world and my kids you know, see all of this happening. And so I want to actually, that's what I want to talk. So what, like before you had it done or whatever you had done, I don't need to know what you had done. That's, oh, I'll uh, tell I you. I had a, all, I'll tell you anyway. I had a mommy makeover <laughs> done. I had, a, a, you know, a lower trunkal lift. I had some liposuction. Oh, I've done it all. So I'm not, <laughs> sounds great. Uh, so James, you know, cause I'm interested in knowing like, Oh. You know, what was his feeling when you said, "Hey, hey, babes, I'm gonna go, uh, I'm gonna go do a trunk or whatever." Um, like, he was not thrilled at all. See, that's what I get. I'm with him on this, and you know why? So, and because yeah, why? You know why? Because he loves me. He exactly. loves me just the way I am. There's like, you know, I'm sure he might want to change maybe a, a couple of things, but <laughs> but for the most part, he loves everything that's going on here. But it wasn't, I wasn't doing it for him. I'm not doing it for other people. I wanted to do it for myself. See, I can't, I, I'm really good at arguing with people. I can't argue with that argument. You can't, and you know what's even funnier I still about will it? with Christina. Of course yeah. you will. Of course, because you love her and you, nobody, nobody wants anyone to go under the knife unless it's like necessary. And I get all of that. I, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. However, he totally loves the finished product. I can tell you that. It's amazing. <laughs> 
so, but you know, it was wild going through it. I'm not going to say any of this is easy. Like, but he's, I mean, I could not ask for a better partner, especially when it comes to that. And my, my kids, you know, I'm very open with my children. They, I just, I want them to be aware of everything. So whatever decision they make in their life is their decision. But, you know, I don't hold anything back. We're super open about it. It's not for everybody, but, you know, for us, it works and it works well. I think that's awesome. That's such a great answer. You know, and what the coolest part is that you're not hiding any shit. You know, like I remember years ago, I saw somebody who just looked different and I said, I can't place it. What is it that I, that you look different? And they're like, I got a haircut. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, I went on vacation. I'm well rested. You know what? It's not some, you know, look, and I don't judge anybody for any, if they, people don't want to talk about it, they don't have to talk about it. If they, if people, you know, and there's quite, I love people that are like, I don't do Botox. I'm like, nobody's forehead looks like that without Botox. Shut up. But it's fine. If that's what you want to do, it's your life. You don't have to tell anybody about it. For me, I'm, you know, I like to be open. If it, And I, I feel like if more people talked about it in the way that I did, I think more people would be either be a little bit more comfortable and I don't sugarcoat it. You know, sure. I'm like, this was awful. This is what happens. You know, anything could go wrong. You have to understand your risk. But, you know, for me, I love talking about what I'm doing. I think it, you know. I think that's awesome. You know, I, really I own it. It's it's me. I, I, I don't, I'm not hiding it for anybody. Awesome. So I think uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about, you know, and you touched upon it a little bit before about like the real estate and people going through a divorce. And um, there's so many horror stories. I've Ugh. seen so many. And a lot of times if the, the right lawyers are not involved or oh. the right, not the right, you know, real estate professionals, can you share any, because uh, I'm sure you have a bunch, any, uh, <laughs> any horror stories about like two people, like it, it gets really messy and people focus on the wrong shit like in most aspects of a divorce when it gets contested because uh, what I do is not rocket science. You know, it's just you're dealing with emotions and perfectly, usually perfectly decent people at the worst time in their lives and as do you. So um, can you share any stories and some tips for people who may be going through the sale of some real estate while they're getting divorced? You know, it's so, you know, we can say all the right things to people when they're going through it, but it's, all right. So whenever I'm, so I'm on the unified court system for Nassau, Queens, and Suffolk. So I deal with a lot of divorces, estate work, de- the wh- everything that imaginable, sure. right? When, but when you're dealing with a divorce and you have to sell the house, it is, it's such an emotional like grenade there and no one's really going to go through it with a level head. Mm -hmm. So I don't expect that to ever be the case. So, you know, I just, I always tell everybody, look, I'm going to have everyone's attorney on every email. I'm only going to speak to you guys in a group setting. You know, because you don't, what happens is people will automatically think like, oh, well, you're talking to him and you didn't talk to me. And, so and, and, and all you're doing is adding more fuel to their hurt and everything that they have to go through in their lives. And I find that most of the time somebody w- would love to stay in the house, but they just can't buy out their partner. Right. And it is... It's really heartbreaking. And there I have insane stories where there's always like one extra thing broken and you you know I mean <laughs> I've had some bad I don't even want to say it because I would feel so bad cuz people would know exactly who they were right. if I did. But um you know I keep everything close to my vest when it comes to that. I never, ever talk about what other people are doing. I like what you did there. They like that, right? I went right back for you. (laughs) Um, But I don't because I know how that feels. And um, 
it's just never easy. And I, but again, like I go into it with that mindset already. You know, I went to sure. school for psychology and I was a bartender for years and years and years. So I'm well equipped for this. <laughs> you are. That's but right. I always just, if there's children involved, that's my main focal point. It's making sure that the kids are okay. How are we showing it? You know, I, I just take all of these things into account and just try to make, you know, it, just try to make the situation as non-volatile as possible. I mean, that's really all you can do and just just do the right thing and just sure. move everything forward. That's, that's you. all you can do. Yeah, I think people have to realize, like, the real estate broker is there to, like, you represent the house. You know, you're... You know, your goal is to not fight over the tchotchkes, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I'll give you a tchotchke story, though, but it was mine. I had a vase that I was like, listen, I need to get that out of the house. And then it got sent to me. And when I opened it, it was it was smashed into like thousands of pieces and glued back together. Are you serious? Oh, uh, I am. <laughs> Wow. That's just a little tidbit for you. I can say that, right? Yeah. You can say that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to pivot again. And I know you are blowing up on social media. And I bring this up from time to time on the podcast because obviously um, I use social media and um, and I vacillate a lot on this topic. And so I'd love for you to speak to the evolution of your social media because, you know, people that are not using social media for business, I think, are just gonna, uh, being left in the wake. Um, oh, yeah. And I, so can you speak to, you know, how I know now you have a crew of people who follow you and how um, let's talk about that for a second. OK, how does that make you feel? Um, it, well, I, I, it makes me, well, first of all, it's great. And I love it because like, you know, when, when you're just like, like, let's say mailing something or someone's like looking at your website, it's very flat, right? It's your picture, it's your bio, but your personality, as much as you have like the best writers that can write about your personality, like nobody understands what this is. Like right. when we're, we're chatting and you don't really know who I am as a person sure. unless you can really see me interacting with other people. Um, I, I tend to drop F-bombs a lot. So I was like, oh, God, I got to watch what I'm saying. And, you know. Not here, you don't. And here I don't have to, which is fabulous. But, uh, you know, and I'm like, oh, my God, I have to make sure that I don't wear the same outfit. Like, you know, I started stressing out about things that I was never stressed out about before. But I think it's, you know, it's just the way the world is going. If you're not out there and people can't connect to you, you know, like today is so different than like, 30 years ago, right? Mm -hmm. Like, what did we do? Like, thir uh, maybe I should go even further than that. But like, you know, 35, 40 years ago, we would have to like walk to someone's house or call them when they were home and, you know, hang out and, and actually have time together. Now, everyone's on their phone. Everybody's working nonstop. Like, how do you connect with people sure. if you can't see how they are in real life, right? So I just feel like, well, now you're seeing me in my day-to-day -day and you see how hard I'm actually working. Like, I don't have to tell anybody how hard I'm working. I work 16 hours a day at a minimum. Right. And, you know, you only have to be with me for like four hours and you see what I do within four hours and people are like, what is happening there? Like, it's, so I think it's so great to share that because I, I want people to see that, um, that side of me and understand who I am. So if I fit with you and we jive, then you'll want to work with sure. me. If I'm not your style, there's 10 million other people you could call. So that's fine. But I, I and I've seen, so I, I, I saw on like a few of your reels, like you're like introducing, you know, you're meet, you're making an introduction or you're meeting, maybe it's a potential client for a sale. Uh, how has that been received from those, by those people? They love it, they, which is crazy. Like some people like don't get me on TV. Like I have one client and I love her and I hope that she ends up watching this and she'll know exactly who she is. But she's like, oh, no, Leah, I'm not. No, 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 Leah, I'm not going to be on there. 
<laughs> I was like, all right, fine, okay. So, you know, some people are, are, are really not okay with it, and some people are really okay with it. Um, but, you know, if it's going to help my clients get a better deal on their house or get it out there or, you know, have people making sure that they, you know, are seeing the properties that are coming up, I think that's invaluable. Like that's really where you want to go with it. Um, Have you seen any drawbacks? Cause I think it's awesome, you know, and I, as, as, as an attorney, I think it's just within me to just overanalyze every fucking conceivable issue. And so it took me a really long time to uh, uh, overanalyze this and I still do it. Uh, and I'm a year into it and I, I absolutely love doing this. Um, having said that, I'm like, it's hard for me as a person who makes a living telling my clients to shut down their social media to be out there. And, and then it's like, there's also the haters. And so, which I don't really care about that. You, but know? you know what it is? Well, 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 to what you're saying, right? You know, there's going to be haters regardless if you're on social media or you're just walking in the street, right? Like, we're always going to sure. have those people. And, you know, the better you do, the more they're going to hate. Although, secretly, they want to be doing what you're doing. And 100%. that's really, that's what it is. It, that, you know, so anyone that talks like this, sure, it, it, I feel bad for them because obviously they have something missing in their life and they can't get themselves together to go do it themselves. I so love that. Uh, that's totally okay Hells with yeah. me. So... I've always had haters no matter what anyway. So for me, that part doesn't matter. But, you know, you don't have to shut down your social media because you're not doing something that's going to in turn hurt you, right? right? Like you're not, you're, you know, you're not going through a divorce where you're like showing pictures of maybe your new girlfriend like, right. hey, this is, we're going on vacation or saying anything mean or nasty about other people. Sure. So, you know. Usually. You, yeah, or at least not on, you know, right. the microphone, but, <laughs> but it's, you know, to me, it's also scary because, you know, there, there is an individual who I had to get, um, a restraining order against and a, a, a cease and desist letter because, um, some people are just fucking crazy yeah. and, you know, it's, it's scary and sad, uncomfortable. And then, you know. And then I just feel bad for people because I, when you have so much going on in your life and so many positive things and you want to show people like what you can do, be good, you know, and just focus in your lane, you don't have time to do that. You don't have time to write psychotic Facebook posts. You don't have time to like, send crazy tweets and crazy text messages. There's no time for that. Mm -hmm. There's only time to do the good things and what you're focused on. So just understanding where everything is coming from, I think makes me feel so much more comfortable. Um, you know, I do analyze the fact that like my left nostril bothers the crap out of me and Christina's always getting that on film. So whatever. That's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just for those listening, you're not talking about like my Christine. You're talking about the, no, your like I'm Christine. always like you know this side's better, this side. I'm like oh my nose looks so big there, but that's okay. okay. That's uh, that's all my own. That's my own issue. <laughs> it's like the Barbra Streisand thing. Like, totally, I love Barbara. I saw her in concert. Oh, I love her, Barbara. Sorry. So, yeah. um, I want to just uh, pivot right back to the. The real estate stuff. Oh yes, please. Um, is there still the crazy um, demand right now and <sighs> lack of inventory? We're fourteen million houses short right now. We have an absolute housing crisis. Uh, it is so bananas what's going on, and I feel bad for so many people. This is one funky market, and it's um. It's not a nice market, you know. Um, I, I always like everything to be happy, as happy as happy can be. Um, and the market we're in right now is, is people are just being disappointed. People are waiving mortgage contingencies, inspections. I mean, just wave everything. Just bend over and take it. Like, that is what we're in right now. And it is so 
it's sad. It's it's really I feel terrible for people. Do you think that this is going to continue for a while? It's going to it's definitely going to continue for a while. Like there's it's look, everything in every market is a supply and demand issue. We have no supply and we have an obnoxious amount of demand. So that's it. I mean, that's really it in a nutshell. There's no like special magic bullet. You know, this is where we are today. Um, and the other thing is people are like, well, if I sell now and I make all this money, where am I going? Rentals are nuts. I mean, so everyone's in the same position. So, you know, until things settle down, it's, it's just going to continue to go regardless of where interest rates are going. And when people are like, oh my God, they're in the fives. I'm like, historically that's still low i mean you know people were just like well i was getting in the twos that's insane how could that even be but you know anybody that got it then good for you but that's not the norm and i think that you know you know covid changed everything you know it it changed people's idea of like how do i work where do i want to live you know it, it, it really just changed the mindset all over the place and um you know, we're just seeing what's happening, and it's been non-stop. And I just, I, I, I don't, I, I, I haven't seen it slowing down. I, I, I haven't. Not wow. in anything that I'm doing. I mean, I, I, I have bidding wars going on on houses left, right, and center. I, I can't believe what's happening, and in every price point. Well, I mean, not necessarily like over the three million mark if we're just talking about like Long Island because I, I do work all over. I live in Long Beach and I'm very entrenched in my community, but uh, you know, I, I work Brooklyn, Queens, like North Shore, South Shore. I'm all over the place um, because I'm a client centric broker. So where my clients want me, I go and I, 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 I do this everywhere. So if someone was like purchasing in the Hamptons or selling in the Hamptons, you could do that. Yeah, well, I've done that already. So I got um, some really awesome houses out in the Hamptons for clients who, I mean, you know, you, you know, and you know what it is about working out in the Hamptons? If, if you're working with really good agents on the other side that work the way I work, it's a beautiful thing. But that doesn't happen all the time, so it's always very interesting. But that, that's a whole other podcast. But um, it's... But the the price points of everything that's like let's say like under two million, it's insane. Wow. It's insane, okay. and people like not every house should be eight hundred thousand right. dollars. Like right. <laughs> it shouldn't, but it's crazy. And people who are buying like under six hundred, these are the people I feel the worst for. It's it, yeah. it's it's a horror show. It is a horror show. Plus with inflation and yeah, um, so. And and I know you talked early on about like your your pops when he you know when he was around he lived in uh, um, Florida in Florida sorry um would you like because I, I know Florida is exploded as well Ugh. would you like do you do deals down there so I I have a lot of really phenomenal brokers all over Florida, all over Florida. So um, I do a lot of business with brokers in Florida back and forth. Um, are you asking, like, if I would live there? No, I'm just like, <laughs> you know, the people, like, to me, people come to and they want to work with individuals that they like. And um, and you said you get business, it's all word of mouth, very yeah. similar to me. And I uh, put people with the right people yeah. in the right areas because and yeah, because I just know like a lot of people who are listening, you know, this is that exodus down to Florida. Oh, it's what's happening in Florida is mind blowing. And 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 it's not just, you know, it's not just people from New York that are making that market so crazy Wh- where they are in certain markets down there. They are. It's a lot of New Yorkers that are blowing right. it up. But you have to remember, there are people from Canada coming into Florida like mad. You have people wow. from Europe coming into Florida like mad. You know, think about what COVID looks like in other countries. Sure. And then you come to Florida where it's like, oh, it's summer all day long. The sun right. is out, you know, no mask. Like, let's go. Okay. And that's what they're doing. So, I mean, 
you know, the brokers I deal with down in, in Florida who are some of the most incredible human beings ever. And I was just with them for the, uh, um, the, uh, Sotheby's one, uh, summit. I mean, it's incredible what's happening down there. I mean, incredible. So, and so if somebody wanted to get in touch with you, how would they uh, be able to reach you? They can call me. They can Facebook me. You can Instagram me. Well, do you want to? This is. Oh, do I say that? Oh, I I get to say that. Oh, I don't know what happens. (laughs) (laughs) So my handle on everything is the Leah team, or you could just literally Google Leah Tozer, or you can. Should I throw my phone number out there? It's not like you can't find it, but. Do I? I don't know what I do. What's the protocol? (laughs) It's so weird. It's like, call me. This is my number. Weird. (laughs) Well, the Leah team, it's uh, the Leah, L-E-A-H team. Yeah. Awesome. So easy. And who knew I've been doing that for so many years, and now it's all working out. How do you like them apples? Amazing. Well, I'm super happy for you, and I'm super grateful that you came I'm so grateful that you're having me on, author, and I love your woman because she's my woman. And let her do her eyes if she wants to. Um, (laughs) No. (laughs) No. So I ask, so thank you again. I really, this has been a lot of fun. And I have to ask you, as a sneaker person, (gasps) I ask every single guest of mine at the end, what size shoe am I? No. Oh, okay. I you can I share that. Get, uh, you want to share that. <laughs> What's your favorite sneaker? I'm a golden goose girl. Uh-huh. I can't lie. They're okay. super fun, super funky. I can change the laces. They look like different shoes. Okay. I have a, a, a little good. too many of them, but, uh, you know, I can wear those with, like, dresses, and I yeah. feel fine about it. <laughs> All right. Awesome. <laughs> I well, do like my Converse, though. I can't lie. I I love it. Converse is actually owned by Nike now. Did you know that? I knew it right now. (laughs) Well, on that note, (laughs) thank you so much. Thank you, Bobby. Bye.